Good morning, my brothers and sisters. I thank God for His faithfulness in our lives and what He is doing in the earth today because according to the word of God in Habakkuk, unto the knowledge of the glory of the Lord takes over the earth as the water covers the sea, it must surely come to pass and will continue to walk in the dimension of God's knowledge until he fills all things in the earth. This morning I'll be sharing with us on what I titled a continuation of um, the first podcast I did. Um, this is another part of it. Keeping tab with the maturity of the church. Keeping tab with the maturity of the church. And I'll take my text from Ephesians chapter 4, um, from verse 10 through to 12. Father, we ask, O oh God, that you breathe upon your word by your spirit. Cause the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened, O oh God. Reveal Jesus to us. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart and the heart of the listeners be acceptable in your sight. Thank you for the victory that you have won on the cross. Be thou exalted forever. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4. I read from verse 10. He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers, verse 12, to equip his people for works of service or works of ministry so that the body of Christ may be built up. I want you to underline um, the word equip or equip to equip his people with works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. I also want you to underline the word built up. And then verse 13 um, says, until, I want you to underline the word until, we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. Underline the word mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness. Underline the word fullness of Christ. We're going to be making use of these words I've asked us to underline. Until, in verse 13, signifies tracking or keeping tab. When you hear the word until, it shows, um, it tells us of timing. That there is a limit, there is a timing, there is a beginning of this. And there's an end of this. The beginning of a process and the end of a process. To keep tab is to carefully watch someone or something. Is to carefully watch someone or something. I believe this is what God wants us wants to see before he comes. God wants to see a mature church. God wants to see um, his people built up and equipped for the work of service, for the work of ministry. He wants to see the body of Christ built up to the fullness of Christ, built up to maturity, built up to the unity in the faith, in the knowledge of the Son of God. Not unity by denomination or not unity by the 
um, um, ecclesiastical order that we see on the face of the earth, but unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, in the knowledge of the Son of God, until we become mature. I believe this is what God wants to see before he comes. I believe this is what he wants to see before he comes. And see, it simply means that if we are not ready to build ourselves up to maturity, we will wait endlessly and stay here on the earth or stay here on earth with the crisis. If we refuse, if we are not ready to build ourselves, if we are not ready to build ourselves up to maturity, we will wait endlessly here on earth with the crisis that we are facing. We cannot continue to be distracted with a lot of dead world program in the earth. We cannot continue with, to be distracted with a lot of dead world program in the earth. Many are distracted with politics as much as it is part of our existence. Many are distracted with information. Many are distracted with fashion. Many are distracted with technology. Many are distracted with the economy. Many are distracted with personal development and ambition. No wonder the extent of disunity and chaos in the Christian fabric of the earth. What is driving the body of Christ today? We see a lot of disunity. We see a lot of disagreement. We see a lot of uh, uh, um, 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 chaos in the body of Christ. Why? Because we are distracted with politics. We are tested with simple political uh, platform and people are, are selfish. They cannot come together. We do not see the essence of the Holy Spirit uniting a brother or two brothers or a brother and a sister. We do not see the essence of the Holy Spirit in the kind of information that we give out. We do not see the essence of the Holy Spirit in the fashion, uh, in fashion, in technology, in the economy, in personal development. These are the things that also are, are, are strategies of Babylon that Babylon has confronted us with. And the truth is, a lot of churches are distracted with this. They are distracted with it. The body of Christ is distracted with all of this. That is why it could be politics that is driving uh, a, vision, a visionary of a church. It could be polit politics that is driving a founding bishop or a founding pastor of a church. And then he builds, in quotes, or teaches or drives his congregation or his followers in that order and then you see this person speaking this the other one speaking this and there is no reason for coming together most times when they come together is for you know i don't know whether to call it is for uh, uh the head of the church who is summoning everybody i mean the holy spirit or they're just doing it for their own personal ambition now the mantra now from what i see in the earth is that united we fall United we fall. Why is it difficult for the body of Christ to be united? United we fall. Disunited I stand. Some people will not want that unity. It is so uh, 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 not okay for them. And so it's okay for them to say, I am the king. Every other person should line up be, uh, behind me or they are not uh, uh, um, um, what being where I am. And so I move, especially in Nigeria. United we fall is a mantra is just written all over people's expression of life united we fall divided i stand or disunited i stand we have seen ministry gift in the past we have seen ministry gift in the past and present where people received many blessings we've seen ministries seen ministries in so many ways indigenous ministries that sprung up even in the 20s 
when we had the celestial or the cherubim and all Christian practical and the praying band and the rest of them, Ogulua praying band, and all kinds of movement down to the Pentecostal and charismatic days. We have seen ministry gifts in the past and in the present where people received many blessings. They received cars as a result of coming and uh, watching and waiting and praying, laying on of hands and the rest of them. They received new houses. They received healings. They received miracles and all that is good. They received all of that. And let me tell you the truth. Some of us will think, oh, is this man trying to criticize these things? All of that were good and they are still good. But they seem to focus on the power of the moment. That is the problem. We seem to be focused on the power of the moment, not on the power of the developmental process. Power of the moment. And what do I mean by that? So things devolve sort of uh, into people seeking repeated experiences in the voice of God and miracles. People just want that repeated experience in the voice of God and the miracles. They want the experience of mantles. They want the experience of holy water. They want the experience of oil. They want the experience of all kinds of deliverances. They want the experience of, yes, there is one man in your house that is, is holding back your miracle. Pray, let the hand of the man be broken. You pray, let your hand be broken, be broken. Every enemy of progress, scatter, scatter, scatter. And then you see the power of God in the blessing dimension. Not exactly in the developmental process of yourself as a child of God. But you see it manifesting in form of um, new appointment, in form of miracle of healing, in form of new houses, in form of expansion of your company. And you just want that experience. Tomorrow you are seeking to be um, 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 secretary to the government of, of, of the federation. You go back to the man of God. I want a repeated experience of the miracle of God. He prays for you. And then this is what your heart seeks. You get it. Tomorrow you are seeking to be president. You go back for that repeated experience. How has the world cost a developmental process in your life? How has it caused a developmental process in your life? How has it become? It becomes a repeated exercise. We want that repeated prophetic word. Oh, the Lord said I should tell you that there is one road that is leading to your glory. Oh, the Lord said I should tell you that his hand is upon you for healing. We all want it. And so when you go to churches where, you know, uh, there's a new dimension of what God is saying, people are agitated. They're like, no. Can't you prophesy to us? Can't we hear the voice of God? The tendency, it has devolved into us seeking repeated experience of the power of the moment. And that is a distraction, the major distraction in itself that is causing us to see what God is calling us to do in Ephesians chapter 4. That is causing us not to focus in building, in becoming mature, in coming into the fullness of the statue of Christ before he comes. Now, people are giving various interpretations of end time, Armageddon, number 666. Oh, there will be rumors of war. I thank God because this coronavirus, COVID-19, humbled a lot of preachers. And put a lot of people in confusion. And we need to ask ourselves, wait a minute, what is God asking us to do? We've had all the cars. We've had all the miracles. We've had all the fields. Are we going to leave any, any of these things? Some of us just preach end time because everybody is saying end time, end time. What will you do when you lose everything and uh, 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 you lose everything in this world and you, do not, you gain everything in this world, I beg your pardon, and you don't get the kingdom? There is no process to it. 
But a lot of us are afraid to die. Why? Because of the things we have acquired in this world. It is so sweet that we don't want to give up. And so the virus has redefined the moment and people are thinking of what do we do or what kind of message do we need to hear. And this message I'm giving to you is very timely. And God has been emphasizing on this. Enough of all of this repeated bless me. Enough of all of this bless me dimension of the ministry gift. As much as they are good, I thank God for that. I'm a product of it. A lot of us are products of it. We came out of it. We, 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 we prayed our way through. Some of us fasted to get visa. We know all of those things but we cannot be distracted with those things that is not the word for the moment that is not what god is calling us to do that is not the emphasis of the ministry gift of christ now we have um um, um to, to, to 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 begin to learn that we need apostolic understanding of how to build we need apostolic understanding of how to build according to the text of our, of, of, of our message today in Ephesians chapter 4. So now we are learning that when God talks, what we need to start learning is when God talks, when God talks, it requires a level of transformation. I'm going to bless me side. It requires a level of transformation. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 2 and 3, it says, Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was all over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over, over the waters. That is a metaphor of human understanding. The Spirit of uh, the darkness was all over the deep. Just consider it as a metaphor of human understanding that it lacks purpose. There's no purpose. Formless, dark. And God spoke in verse 3. And God said, let there be light. When he spoke, it, 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 the world transformed immediately. The world transformed immediately. Imagine your life, purposeless, lack of direction, and God says, let there be light. And you quickly transform and become the light of God in the earth. The voice of God changes us. The voice of God changes us. So when God talks, there's a transformation. I want us to understand that when God talks, there's an internal transformation. There's a setting. God sets you on the course of internal transformation. God sets you on the course of developmental process. God talked, Saul became Paul. That's a very good pattern of transformation in the New Testament. God talked, Moses who was a stammerer became a deliverer. God talked, Jeremiah a young priest in Israel became a prophet to nations. So when God talks, the voice of God produces transformation. The voice of God produces transformation so we, we we need to begin to look again into the text of our, our message today in ephesians chapter 4 he say uh, we need to begin to see a building dynamic not the blessing dynamic of the fivefold ministry some people i'm an apostle what dynamic of the fivefold ministry are you manifesting the blessing dynamics you always uh i lay hands um i went for compound deliverance I went to uh, uh, dedicate a house. You're always preaching uh, and, and, and looking after the bless me, bless me, bless me, user-friendly kind of Christianity. And there is no building dynamics. I hope we all read that text when I opened it. It said to build up, to build up, to build us up, to build us up for the work of the ministry. Until, this is a tracking, God must see a mature church before he comes to it. There must be, the, uh, Habakkuk put it this way, until the knowledge of the glory of the Lord takes over the earth as the water covers the sea. 
until Christ fills up, until we see the maturity required. And this is what God wants, and we cannot change it. So we are seeing a building, we need to start seeing a building dynamics of the fivefold ministry. The result of God talking to us is to make us more like Him. The result of He talking to us, the body of Christ, is to make us more like Him. Not just blessing of a house, not blessing of a car, not blessing of a company. As much as this blessing comes, the primary purpose is to make us more like Him. The primary purpose is to make us more like Him. Let's look at uh, uh, um, uh, Noah being a pattern from all of this. You read, you, I'm sure you know the story of Noah. Noah is a power. I love this, uh, the, 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 the story of Noah. It actually carries a lot. It is heavy, a strong pattern. Some people call it icon. It's a pattern in the spirit that we must always look at, especially in, in this moment of our uh, uh, faith in the earth as Christians. Noah, in Genesis chapter 3, Genesis chapter 3, I mean Genesis chapter 6, I beg your pardon. Genesis chapter 6, I'll, I, I, I'll read from verse 3. Then the Lord said, that my spirit will not contend with humans forever, for they are mortal and their days will be a hundred and twenty years. A hundred and twenty years and the, uh, the Nephilim were on the earth in those days. And after, I know also afterwards when, when the sons of God went to the daughters of humans and had children by them, they were the heroes of the old men of renown. The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human hearts was only evil all the time. This is a description of the world, even the world that we live in right now. The Lord regretted that he had made human or human beings on the earth and his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe out, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created and with them the animals, the birds and the creatures that move along the ground for I regret that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of God. You know, some people equate favor to houses. They equate favor to material things in the midst of wickedness. That is your prayer this morning. May Lord, may I find favor on your side. What does that mean? May the Lord preserve you and cause you to have a righteous soul and cause you to have that mentality and apostolic understanding of what he wants in the earth. A building dimension that it is time for you to build an anti uh, adult to the existing wickedness in the land. It is time for you to build a lifestyle that I will say, this is my standard to destroy the earth. It was not in any way the favor of material things. You know, God is so uh, amazing. This God that we serve is full of wisdom. Have you ever wondered why it is not a Pentecostal elder that is the richest man in the earth? Have you ever wondered why it is not uh, uh, um, um, a bishop that is the richest man I mean in cash? Jeff Bezos, I bet you, doesn't go to church. I bet you that Bill Gates, I don't know if he's a Christian, I bet you that Ali Kodangote is not a Christian. And he will not tell you that it was through prayers and all of the fasting that gave him money. God blesses whoever he wants to bless and sets his standard. He's the one that causes rain to fall here and withhold rain here. He's the one who rules in the affairs of men. So he can choose anybody. Prosperity has no formula. 
I know you can say I work so hard and all that. He said, God's mercy is upon everybody. How about people that will come and tell you, I did all of this. If it were to be by works, I should be at so-and-so place. Enough of these five formulas to become a, a billionaire or ten principles of becoming a CEO. Enough of them. If you, didn't, if you were not taught in university and you went to a former, uh, I mean, you went to, uh, to school, you did your master's and all that and you don't know what it takes to, 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 to interface with Babylon and to make money in the earth and you expect your pastor to tell you 100 principles on how to become a millionaire. You are just performing magic. If he does not do it, that is why the Babalawos and the ones who are wearing ties who cut their covenant with the pit of hell in the spirit of marine kingdom will always have money because people go there to visit them. Why? Because they need material things. Noah found favor. Noah found favor when there was violence in the earth. Hebrew word for violence is chamak. When there was maltreatment in the earth. When there was injustice in the earth. When there was cruelty in the earth. When there was oppression in the earth. When there were diseases in the earth. When there were global warming. When there were nations rising against nations. When people were just wicked, selfish, thinking about themselves alone. When everybody was busy doing their own thing, killing for money, this man found favor, not because he too was among the Forbes top 10 richest men, but because there was a, 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 a witness in him, a building dimension that God put there and said, I have somebody in the earth, I have, he has found favor, may the church of the Lord Jesus Christ find favor in this time, not in material things, but in doing the work of Christ, not in material things, but in doing the work of the of Christ, not in material things, but in the knowledge of the Son of God, in the knowledge of the Son of God. You know, I tell people that spiritual things are not. You think it's just common because people come out. Maybe you see um, a pastor, but you imagine, or maybe Pastor Paul, a different thing that I respect so much. Or maybe you see my mother in the in the Lord, Pastor Kemi on Elijah, comes and you say, ah. These simple people, these people, very simple. And then you feel you can discuss spiritual things with them because you have money or because you have, you have, a, you occupy a position. And that's why when you see people like in government putting their mouth in the things of God, you ask yourself the first question, are they qualified to speak? How many of them are qualified to speak? Who, have they been committed with spiritual things? And the example was when Jesus was hung on the cross and he said, Eli, Eli, Labaksamatani. And somebody said, he's calling Elijah. Was he not speaking Aramaic? I asked the question, but that was spiritual. That man could not understand spiritual things. I test, they gave him vinegar, gave him rotten wine uh, uh, to drink. Until he said, it is finished. Father, I commit my spirit unto you. And the veil broke. That is when the ones who understood him, the ones who he called, he called the 12. And outside the 12 and the people he called by his sovereign power, they understood him. That's why Paul said the way of the cross is foolishness to them that are perished. To them that are perishing. But to us that are saved, the power of God. The power of God. So spiritual things are not given to anybody you feel by authority, you can interpret it. 
and put pastors in order and tell them this is what God is saying. And who are you? And then you, 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 you measure them by the things you see with your physical eyes. How did it come to you? Maybe he came with a card that he said, no, 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 this man is not, a, we need to equip him, we need to give him money. And we begin to interpret spiritual things with material things. And that's why a lot of pastors are missing it. Adventure, they were not given or committed to uh, the, the spiritual things of God. And everybody wants to, or maybe aspires to be a pastor. And so we have confusion everywhere. It's just a pastoral, but there's confusion in the earth. Because we do not know what it means to hold spiritual things. Now, the favor that Noah found was spiritual. That in all of these things, I'm going to give you something else that the world will never know. They will interpret it with mockery. When you are building an ark, they are going to be asking, what is, what is the purpose of this ark when we are enjoying ourselves? They will mock you for years. They will not even put you among the qualified. But obedience is better than sacrifice. I have called you to build me a structure that will last. Because Isaiah put it this way. In that day, the mountain of the lost house shall be exalted above every mountain. That is the mountain that he was called to build. That's the mountain of the lost house. What are we building as the body of Christ? Which mountain or what mountain are we putting together according to Ephesians chapter 4 that will be exalted above every other mountain? And Noah started building the ark in the midst of oppression, in the midst of violence, in the midst of wickedness, in the midst of cruelty, in the midst of maltreatment. He started putting it up. Some theologians said he built that ark for 120 years. Some said 98 years, but it took him time. You remember where we read until, until, U-N-T-I-L, until, until. So that is timing. Noah began to track the maturity in the earth. He began to track the maturity required. It's a type that we must all, all embrace as a body of Christ. It took him time. He was building line upon line, precept upon precept, with every material recommended by God or spoken by God. Noah had an apostolic understanding of the prophetic word of God. When God spoke, he had an apostolic understanding. This is what God is saying. Some of us are lacking that understanding. And so we always want to hear the voice. Oh, see us the Lord. Oh, see us the Lord. This year will be this. This year will be that. Where is the understanding required by the church to build according to pattern? Where is the understanding? We are so quick, too quick to say this is what God is saying. Everybody wants to be a dossier as the Lord person. God said to me, God appeared to me, God showed me in a dream. God, 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 God. Is God a joker? When he talks, there's a transformation. I said it. If there is no transformation, we need to question that talking. A talking that does not transform. A talking that does not have a developmental process. I doubt that talking. I doubt it. I question it. God says the Lord. God says the Lord. God says the Lord all the time. And then there's no apostolic understanding to build according to the instruction. No, I heard it once. It wasn't a repeated process, repeated experience. Every time, oh, God said this today. Do I heard, bam, I am destroying the world. This is what you need to do. Build me an ark. The man started, committed himself because he had an understanding of the word of God and built for 120 years or 98 years or 100 years or thereabout. It took him time. 
precept upon precept, line upon line, building into the very fabric of human life. And that says the Lord. Tracking the maturity according to what, uh, according to the instruction he received from God. When we have prophetic clarity, obedience is the place where we receive apostolic understanding. This is clear. This is what God is asking us to do. This is it. And we begin to build in that line. Not the bless me, bless me. Repeated experience of the word, of the voice. No, it's a pattern that we must all hold. And know that this is the requirement of the end. Some of us, there was no maturity in the earth. There was nothing to justify the Lord's coming. So Noah represents a prophetic church with an apostolic understanding. Noah didn't devolve into a repeated experience of bless me ministry. The word of God upon the life of, or in the life of Noah, what he received, set up a transformational process. He set up a building process and so they began to build the ark until they completed it. And the Lord came, flood invaded the earth. God destroyed the earth. And the mountain of the Lord's house was higher. Noah's ark was not a submarine. He was sailing on top. I'm sure we know the, uh, the measurement of the flood in the earth as measured by the Bible. Noah's ark was sailing on top. And that is what it means. When Isaiah said, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be exalted above every other mountain. The church must be sailing on top, not looking for its uh, finding its feet inside the water. The part two of this message that I'm going to do very quickly is the dynamics of our maturity. We'll start building line upon line, precept upon precept on the dynamics. How do we track this maturity as it relates to transformation in the church? God bless you.